Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, where we explore the Catholic faith as it's experienced in church and in everyday life. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. And along with our guests, we discuss the Catholic take on everything from sacraments and Sunday Mass to social media and sports, based on CatholicPhilly.com's award-winning news and commentary. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. Our editor, Matt Gambino, is on assignment, but he joins us in spirit. And as always, we are delighted to have with us our friend, Father Thomas Daly. Father Daly is the John Cardinal Foley Chair of Homiletics and Social Communications at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. Father, welcome as always. Thanks, Gina. And you're here with us remotely, Father, as we're recording amid the global coronavirus pandemic. And due to public health restrictions, we are working remotely and trying to use some tools that we've never had to use before. So we appreciate you, our listeners, and certainly you, Father, coming alongside us as we take a few new steps in our podcast journey. And Father, we are incredibly fortunate to have you with us at this time, which is made more difficult by the fact that public masses in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia and in many other places around the world have been suspended to stop the spread of the coronavirus. And people of all faiths are feeling the shock of having to practice their religions in ways very different from the ones they've been using for hundreds and even thousands of years. But Philadelphia Archbishop Nelson Perez has encouraged us not to lose hope. And Father Daly, you'll be sharing some insights on how the digital church can help us to do just that, to stay strong and to stay connected with our Lord and with each other. So with all that said, once again, Father, welcome and thank you for being here with us. You're quite welcome. It's my pleasure, even though being there means uh, being there over the phone, but that's one of the beauties of technology. Amen to that. Now, First, let's back it up a bit and let's look at Archbishop Perez's decision to suspend the public celebration of the Masses. Of course, it was made after careful thought, prayer, and consideration. Still a very devastating one. What are your thoughts on that? Well, as the Archbishop himself explained, it is a troubling decision that he had to make, but he made it for the best of intentions. It is nevertheless a shock to people of faith. I asked a very good friend of mine what she thought about it, and she said it was devastating. And when I asked her further about that, she explained, I think, beautifully what many, many people are probably feeling, that in fact, the celebration of the Mass and going to Mass is something that we rely on, that really we depend on, given the constant and troubling noise of the world that we hear every other day of the week, that time alone, or not alone, but that time in church with fellow believers becomes especially important. And I think that is even magnified now when the noise of the world is so distressing about this pandemic. Being in church with other people, you really get a sense of the faith community, whether it's the little children screaming in church, which is, as she said, the future of the church, or the regular churchgoers who shuffle up to communion every week. There's a sense of familiarity and a sense of community, a sense of support with other people's voices and their presence and their expression of faith. And so not having that becomes difficult. 
and become something that's going to be a challenge for all of us to handle. Uh, it's difficult also for the priests trying to celebrate Mass by themselves. It just doesn't have the same feel to it. But even though the online Masses don't have that full experience of the people of God or for the people of God, yet, as my friend says, this is no time to despair. There's no despair because each one of us, each one of the baptized, has the Trinity and the grace of the Trinity within them by virtue of that baptism. And as you said, we are moving towards a digital or online Mass, and you've made a clarification that it's not virtual, it's still actual. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure. We tend to use the words virtual church or a virtual mass when we're referring to online masses, but that word's kind of falling out of vogue because given the powers of the technology, it's not something made up or kind of a fantasy, sort of the typical meaning of the word virtual. We tend to associate virtual with not real, but it is really the mass. It is actually the mass. It just happens to be something that we are hearing and watching by way of a screen. So it still is the Mass in almost all of its fullness. It's in its fullness, but for the person watching it at home, what is that experience of the Mass? Well, obviously it's a lesser experience because not all five of our human senses are involved. All we can do is hear and see it, and the quality of the sound and the sight will certainly be important to the experience. But the experience is lessened simply by virtue of the fact that we don't have other people around us. We don't have the place around us. We're watching Mass in our room. It's certainly not going to look the same as being in a church. But nevertheless, I think it's very important for everyone to understand that the celebration of the Mass is really the work of Jesus Christ. It's not our performance, so to speak. It's not our doing or our effort or our management. It's really, really the work of Jesus Christ that we get to participate in. And whether it's something we're seeing and watching on a screen or something we're seeing and watching and sensing in a church, it's still the work of Jesus Christ, who is, as the scriptures say, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the effectiveness of the Mass is not the result of our effort or our doing. It's a divine power. Our part is to join in that as best we can. How can we do that effectively? I know the temptation a lot of times if you are watching, as we all at points in our lives have found ourselves doing Mass on TV, what is the proper way to do that at home? I'm thinking of people who might be in their fuzzy bunny slippers with a cup of coffee in hand. I'm going to guess that's probably not the approach we're going for here. Yeah, it's not probably something you would do in a church building, so it's probably not something you should do at home. Uh, Obviously, it's not the same place and therefore not the same experience. But the challenge is to make it the best that we can. What we're doing, and I think it's important to keep in mind, is we're trying in this trying situation to keep holy the Sabbath, as we always do. And so I would ask the question, what do we do in preparation for when we go to Mass on those days when we went to a church building for the Mass? And in preparing for that, we have a little prayer that we say before the Mass here at the seminary, which is asking the Lord to help us to celebrate the Mass with reverence and attention and love. And I think you can do those 
Similarly, when participating in the Mass online, what do I mean? We can show reverence by recognizing that even in this moment, though it's taking place in our house, we are joining with the entire church as it worships. So maybe one practical thing we could do is set up the environment, whether where the television is or the computer or or wherever we're watching it, set it up in such a way that it's really as distraction-free as we can make it. Even perhaps making it somehow sacred. I don't know. Some people talk about lighting candles or ringing bells. The kinds of church-like things that signal this is a different kind of experience. Some will even carry out the gestures that they would sitting, standing, kneeling during Mass. Whatever reverence we can bring to the experience, I think that's a first key. Right. And I don't mean this in any way, shape, or form to be sarcastic, but I think that people might inadvertently think that maybe a split-screen Mass where one is looking at a game and the Mass at the same time on a screen, that's not appropriate here, right? The attention should be as fully as possible on that Mass, on that screen, right? Absolutely. Again, the question I ask is, what would we do or how would we treat this if we were actually in church at Mass? Sure, maybe some people are in the pews, you know, watching something on their phone during Mass, but it's as inappropriate there as it would be sitting at home. So again, I think if we can approach this experience, which is coming to us through a screen, but is nevertheless the Mass, if we can approach that with the same reverence and attention and love that we would do in church at Mass, that will make the experience much more graceful. And now for probably what is the gravest loss for people with the suspension of Masses, and that is the ability to receive the Eucharist. We're talking a lot about spiritual communion. We cannot be physically present to receive the Eucharist. What is a spiritual communion, and how can we practice it? Sure, that's clearly the greatest deficit to an online celebration of the Mass. But again, if we cultivate the sense of how can we best participate, how can we best give this our attention and our intention, as St. Francis de Sales always talks about with the sacraments, that's going to be important. So, listening to the Word of God as we would in church, responding, professing our faith as we would at any Mass. The difference, of course, as you say, is in the receiving of communion. And so what is counseled in this case, or really anytime we can't get to a Mass physically, is to cultivate what is called a spiritual communion, which is really to stir up the desire to receive the Lord, the desire to be united with the Lord, to stir up in our minds and our hearts what receiving communion means, which is to be united with Jesus. So however we can cultivate that desire in our minds and hearts, there are you know specific prayers, for instance, that St. Thomas Aquinas had formulated for this practice. However we can spend that moment seeking to be united with the Lord. That becomes the key, because in the seeking of it, and intending that, we are united spiritually with the Lord. How do you know if you've made a good spiritual communion? I think for me, one of the great gifts of the sacraments is their tangibility. I know I've been to confession. I have received absolution. I know I have received Christ. I have held him in my hand. I have placed him inside me. How do I know I've made a real spiritual communion? Well, I think we know simply because we know ourselves, in the sense that, being honest with myself, am I truly 
seeking to be united with the Lord? Am I cultivating this desire to be united with the Lord? Is it affecting my mind and my heart and ultimately affecting the way I live and the virtues I live by? I think it's the same as in the case of receiving communion physically, except that we don't have that tangible element. But tangibility is not the only way that we know things. Being honest with yourself and intending and trying to cultivate that desire to be united with the Lord is what we're always called to do. Now, looking down the road, we don't know how long, of course, this pandemic will play out. We don't know how long current restrictions will be in place. And if those restrictions will be intensified, what do we do as a church? The Eucharist is the source and the summit of our faith. Basically, how long can this go on and be sustainable? Well, sure. None of us really knows how long this is going to play out. But what we do know is that the sacrifice of the Mass is not ending. The Mass doesn't end just because of a virus or a public health decree. We have to make the most of it. We can only do what we can do. And so if the only way temporarily that we can participate in Mass is online, then let's make the most of that. It's an opportunity that we have, whether to view the Mass you know, locally, your own pastor or, or priest at your church maybe are trying to put it online, or you can view the Mass with the Archbishop, which is an opportunity to participate in the Mass with the Shepherd of the Diocese. You could even watch someone else nationally or the Pope internationally. These are opportunities that we have that I think we just have to make the most of. Another question is the challenge of the digital divide, which educators are quickly finding out about here in Philadelphia. Not every household has high-speed internet access or even computers or even cell phones. How do we address the digital divide if we're moving masses online? Yeah, that's a great question, and I'm not sure I have an answer beyond doing what we can to be responsive to those who do not have access, whether that's providing them with the tools that they need or you know, inviting a few of them. Obviously, we can't gather in big crowds, but inviting them to share your viewing of the Mass, I honestly don't know. I think one thing that we can do is to assure everyone, whether you have access to a Mass online or not, but to assure everyone that in the celebration of the Mass, everyone is included, and that we who do have the capability of participating in Mass online are praying for them. We certainly don't want to exclude people. We don't want anyone to feel left out by this. If we can do what we can do technologically to make it possible for them, great. But even if not, by our prayers, we include them in what we're doing. And as we wrap up here, Father, could you give us some words of comfort and hope? A lot of people are really concerned because it's such an open-ended and uncertain situation with this pandemic. What can we hold on to? Or rather, I should say, whom can we hold on to, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. We hold on to the same Lord and Savior that we always hold on to. Yes, it's a situation that is, as my friend called it, devastating. But it's also something that we can't control. The suspension of the public celebration of Mass is not the end of the Mass. The Mass continues. The Mass will always continue. As the mystical body of Christ, we are incorporated in every Mass celebrated anywhere in the world. The Archbishop and the other leaders of other dioceses have had to make a really difficult decision, but I think they're trying to act responsibly for everyone. But because the Mass is primarily the act 
work of Jesus, the redemptive act of Jesus, the Mass memorializes that. Because of what Jesus does, that doesn't stop, that doesn't change, that doesn't end. And because of that, as Archbishop Perez has said, we are people of hope, and we need to be that, and we need to be that for each other, to be hopeful for each other. And because of the presence of the Spirit within us, as my close friend said, there's no need to despair. As difficult as this may be, as trying as this may be, there's really no need to despair precisely because of God. God remains, God remains eternally, and God remains with us always, as he promised. And I think that's our best hope. Father Thomas Daly, thank you so much for those words of encouragement, of hope. This is a time to take hold of the Lord even more tightly and of each other. And we will be looking for your guidance and advice as these coming weeks could prove more challenging to us. And we may need some deeper insights from you. Can we bring you back? You certainly may. And let us continue all to pray for one another. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Thomas Daly of St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. Thank you and God bless. So you've heard our thoughts. What about yours? Reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Catholic Philly or visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. Transforming lives. That's what the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Philadelphia is all about. Called to service by our Catholic values, we work directly with our neighbors in need to help with the most basic necessities. Our lives are transformed, as are hopefully those we serve. Visit svdp-phila.info to see how you can join with us to help. That's svdp-phila.info. This podcast has been a production of CatholicPhilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com.